0: This is Dream Chasers, episode 43 with Buck Joffrey. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell and welcome to Dream Chasers, Interviews with the Future. On Dream Chasers, we interview individuals with supernatural amounts of potential based on early success in their careers. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell and today I'm joined by Buck Joffrey. Buck is the host of the Wealth Formula Podcast. He's originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota, went to Columbia University in New York City, and now he lives in beautiful, sunny Santa Barbara, California. Buck, thank you for being on the show, and do you have any opening remarks for our listeners?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I wish it was just uh, Columbia, but no, it it was actually (laughs) 20 years of training uh, brought me from New York back in Minnesota, back to, and then to Michigan and then San Francisco and and Chicago. So all over the place, uh, you know, trained for 20 years or so. So that's, that's sort of my, uh, where my roots are as a surgeon. So
0: cool. And yeah, I'm I'm originally from Cleveland. So I have a little bit of Midwestern blood to share with you there. How long were you in Minneapolis before you really started moving around?
1: Oh, I mean, through high school. And then that's when I, you know, that's when I left after high school. So, you know, born and raised in Minnesota. And uh, so, but that's, that's always kind of what I consider. I still consider myself a Minnesotan, even though I haven't lived there for, you know, more than half my life.
0: Right. That's a pretty, pretty big contrast going from what all I can think of is freezing cold to where you're at now.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a big, (laughs) big difference. That's for
0: sure. And guys, I want to let you know, I I first learned about Buck about a year ago from a friend of mine within my network. They're like, Hey, have you heard of this guy? Um, He's got this podcast, great content. I think I started following him, following Buck about a year ago, really ramped up everything I'm doing with my podcast. And now today is happening. It's like, you know, the, the, talk about some of these guys that are, for example, in the NBA now, they're playing right next to LeBron James or, or something like that. Buck, I guess I just compared you to LeBron James, but um, you know, it's it's a very cool moment for me too. So excited to have you here.
1: It's nice of you to say, I don't know about the LeBron, LeBron James <laughs> comparison,
0: but sure, I'll take it. <laughs> so Buck, how long have you pr- been producing your show, The Wealth Formula?
1: You know, in earnest, it's only probably been um, about, two, two and a half years. Um, you know, like you, I kind of, it sounds like you, you started doing a few and then you kind of turned off for a while. Well, I, I might've done the a few shows as far back as, you know, 2015 or so, but I, I did like two or three or four shows and realized nobody was listening. I was talking to myself. <laughs> so then I just stopped. And then about two, two and a half years ago, I just said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this um, because I was a podcast listener. None of the content was completely resonating with me and, you know, what I wanted to hear. And I felt like if that was the case, then I should start my own podcast. And there's probably a lot of people who I will strike a chord with because I am a sort of an avatar myself of of a a person out there trying to learn and trying to invest and, and navigate this whole world. So.
0: Yeah, and, and we're going to now step into the next level chamber. When did you realize that this was something you wanted to take to the next level?
1: You know, I don't know that I, it, there was actually ever sort of a moment, I think just, you know, like two and a half years ago, I just said, I'm gonna podcast every week. And, uh, I won't miss any, any, any weeks at all. And we haven't missed any since then. And I think, uh, for me, it was just like, okay, well, what do you really want to do? Well, for me initially it was like, well, I wanted to, I wanted to learn. I want to learn about investing and about money, about real estate. And I had a lot of thoughts and no one really wanted to listen to me around me. Like my wife could care less. (laughs) Um, you know, my neighbors and stuff, they want to talk about money. And so generally I just, started talking to people who um, either were other podcasters who I was listening to and I invited them if they were willing to be on the show, or I just happened to be in a situation where, you know, some of my own advisors, like my own, you know, people I use for taxes or estate planning or asset protection were, you know, really good people to interview. So, it started out that way. And then, you know, I got interviewed by some other people. And organically, the, the audience just kind of started to grow. Um, so I don't know that there was a, a moment where I said, well, gosh, I want to take this to the next level. I, there was a moment where I said, well, is there a way that I may want to use this as part of you know, what I do, uh, not just talk to myself, but figure out a way that it, it can be useful for me as a monetization tool." while still being, you know, creating value. I think that that was probably, you know, about six months, a year into the podcast where I decided, well, there's enough people who are interested in understanding how I invest that I could probably, probably start a group of accredited investors to, uh, to share things that I'm involved with. And that evolved into things where, you know, effectively I became involved on the offering side and being a fiduciary for my investor group uh, I think people it resonated with them well because it didn't start out that way. It it became that later, um, and so that's really where I think if you want a ramp up point, I think that's really what I mean. At least from a business perspective, that was the ramp up, and that that probably really only started about maybe a little bit over a year ago. So,
0: wow, yeah, you know, mo- most of us podcasters we we believe that our shows are, are different or they're not like the rest. And I think especially when it comes to real estate, it does seem like there's a new real estate podcast being released like every week. And so for you, what, what do you really take pride in or what do you see in your show that you are providing to your listeners that you really believe you can't find? anywhere well,
1: else? Well, first of all, I don't consider myself a real estate show. Um, Perfect. There you go. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I definitely don't. And and what I consider myself is this, sh- I am speaking to uh, an avatar, right? I, I'm speaking to somebody who I kind of understand and who I'm sharing my ideas with, um, my philosophies with, even, you know, strategies, and over the course of a couple of years, those things have even changed. And I try to explain why that is. I try to interview people who will be, will be interesting to that avatar. And so, you know, and that's if you listen to Wealth Formula podcast, you find that, you know, we may be talking to an asset protection attorney one day. We might be talking to, you know, the, the chief economist at Fannie Mae on another day. And then we're talking about behavioral pseudocals and in um, rats and you know and, and how that we can take some of the lessons of of you know behavior in rats and and apply it to our own happiness. Mm-hmm. And and so so it's not it's not a real estate show. It happens to be real estate happens to be something that I'm very interested in and I, I do a lot of, but ultimately it's a show that's primarily focused on investing and personal finance. But it also will uh, will once in a while stray from those things and just, you know, focus on well-being and other things that might be of interest to this, the
0: avatar. Yeah. So two really cool things you, you said right there. I'm going to see if I can remember these after I ask each question. But the first question is, you just referenced, you know, learning lessons or learning something unique about rats. Would you mind sharing that lesson with us? Because again, I think that's something completely unique, peculiar What was it that your audience learned about rats?
1: Well, um, I think what we were, you know, in the context of people always trying to retire. You know, everybody's talking about, "I want to retire," and I don't want to work or whatever. I'd have to remember the show exactly, but basically, it was like a test between. It was a study that there was a a neurophysiologist in um, out east somewhere who who I saw actually on CBS Sunday Morning. (laughs) I reached out to her, and you know, my background, and I actually. At one point, I was a neurosurgeon, so I did it for a amount of neuro, neuro, neuro uh, background myself. But I found it interesting uh, was that you know rats that rats that actually worked um, to get their food uh, were a lot healthier than rats that just got given things they were healthier physically as much as you can tell in rats uh, they were happier <laughs> Rats. Uh, and uh, so the idea there was, of course, that, you know, actually doing things in part, uh, specifically with doing things with your hands could contribute to happiness. And so that was something that uh, for me as an ex-surgeon who no longer operates haven't operated in you know a few years now. Mm-hmm. It was something that resonated with me me because now I'm primarily primarily finance guy, right? I'm in real estate for the most part, and you know I don't sew things up. I don't you know I don't I don't fix things and all that. So that was really what that was focused on. Yeah. And um, we have so many people in, in listeners to my show who are really. For the most part, high paid professionals of one kind or another doctors, dentists, engineers, have people working at Facebook and all that you know, like a lot of generally speaking affluent individuals, but people who are working behind a desk a lot of the time, uh, people who are not doing a lot with their hands. Here we have this study that's basically saying, Hey, you know what? If you work with your hands, you do things with your hands, it might actually make you a little happier. So maybe you should. Pick up a hobby, and you go fix a car. Go out there and, and do some things with your hands that that might make you feel happier and, and healthier overall. So, so again, that's a long winded explanation, but <laughs> of how of how these things kind of all fit. But again, I'm always speaking to the same person, and as long as when I when I think of who that person is, it's interesting to them. Uh, then then it it becomes fair game for for me to do the interview.
0: Yeah, and when you reference the person that you're talking about, um, you're, you're referencing the avatar, correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And can you tell us a little bit more of the psychology of your avatar, how you define that? I think it's another unique way to describe an audience that I have not heard yet. So I'd like to hear your take on that.
1: Well, I, th- I think one of the problems that um, I see in podcasts in general, and I've felt, and one of the reasons why I've, I never really resonated with one podcast is that the shows seem to not really be talking to me because they didn't really know necessarily who they were talking to themselves. Right. So the idea of an avatar is that, you know, when I'm talking, when I'm doing a podcast, ultimately I am talking to one person. I'm not talking to a group of people. I'm talking to one person. And I have this image of this person in my mind. Um, in in my case, it it I am almost reluctant to say who it is because there's so many who who are not that person, but it seems to fit them perfectly as well. But in my case, it was, you know, it was another, it was basically somebody like me who was um, a surgeon at one point or is still a surgeon or whatever, who is, you know, interested in investing, doesn't trust Wall Street, is, int- is, is tired of, you know, the golden handcuffs, wants to figure out, knows that there's ways and things out there that are probably kept sort of secret from them, by the ultra wealthy, I mean not secret in in a you know in a in a, in a way that 's intentional, but that right. there are different sets of rules for the ultra wealthy versus them, and that they 're not getting all they can out of their financial life, and ultimately, their concern that Wall Street is not necessarily on their side may be may in fact be accurate when you consider some of the things that we talk about. So that's broadly speaking who my, my avatar is. But in reality, what happens is, I mean, I've got people who are out there who, like I said, work, who are engineers, software engineers at Facebook who say, it feels like you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that ultimately is, again, is that even though I focus on this happens to be a physician, it's really, you know, it's a human experience that's not uncommon to be that person who works, you know, works hard, really works hard and does really well is within a system that they wonder, boy, is there another way? Should I be trusting the people who I am trusting? All these kinds of things. And so, uh, for me, the avatar concept is extremely useful because, because, you know, when you listen to my podcast, you'll never hear a show about so much about entrepreneurship that much, right? I mean, because we're not I'm not talking to entrepreneurs. I am an entrepreneur, but I'm not really talking to entrepreneurs. Uh, It's not a show about marketing. It's not a show about, you know, how to do a podcast or it's a very, very uh, focused on this individual and what that
0: person cares about. Yeah. And so the show, the definition of the show really resonates and is the avatar. Exactly. That's very unique. Yeah, I like that, and I'm, I'm gonna start crafting mine. Until you, until you kind of said something there near the end about entrepreneur entrepreneurship, I was starting to think to myself, you know, minus minus the surgeon background, I'm like, wow, this feels like if I was going to to have an avatar for my show, it's inc- incredibly accurate, especially in in regards to that whole thought process and, and concept of always wondering, you know, what what else might be out there that I could be missing.
1: Yeah, and I will say that we do, you know, I do have entrepreneurs on too. Because they just, you know, they're, they're thinking the same thing. I think my point in, in crafting that um, particular avatar was that that person, um, if they're thinking about entrepreneurial ideas or that kind of thing, that's not really what they're listening to me for. Mm-hmm. That might be a conversation that I have one-on-one with that person at some point, but it's not what, what they come to the show for.
0: Gotcha. So so it's about as you said it's been about 2 years of Wealth Formula podcast where do you see it within the next 3 years
1: Well it's a good question I mean it's uh it's growing very much organically I don't I don't have any grand plan right now I probably should <laughs> <laughs> But um but right now I mean I'm I'm focused on continuously producing new content people are starting to see you know, starting to see me sometimes evolve in my own thoughts, and I'll even reference times where I'm like, "Well, I remember I used to say this. Well, I don't really believe that anymore, and here's right. why." And so, I'll it, it makes it you know relatively easy for me because I'm not really trying to, I'm not really trying. All I'm doing is I'm thinking out loud uh, mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm you know talking myself. Otherwise, I'm I'm asking interesting people questions that I want to know myself. So that's. So, so where does it go? I think I continue doing what I'm doing. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to reach more people. The audience, uh, as it stands, I think I, it, it, I have a, quite a few listeners and followers. But on the other hand, I would like to reach more people because I think I, I think the people who are listeners of mine are very much. Um, they really have found something that has been missing for them, and um, you know, and I, and so I, I would like to continue reaching them, and I think that's that's a challenge sometimes because you know, even with, within the podcast world, I mean, you you know, how many p- people even listen to podcasts? I mean, it's not that huge, right now, but but anyway, growing, yeah. I think, yeah, I, in three four years, I would love to see my, you know, I'd love to ten x my audience, but but keep the same quality. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's the quality of my audience, which is which I think is very very unique. Um, we had our first live meetup event, and it was just extraordinary—the uh, the quality and incredible talent of people that were there. So,
0: right, and it's it's a physical echo of your voice too, which I I bet had to be a special moment. The meetup you're talking about was that the one you recently had in Scottsdale, right? Exactly, and that was your first. Yeah, it was my first live meetup. And wow, uh, congrats!
1: I never, uh, you know, I, um, and I was actually kind of terrified of it because I was like, you know, one of those things where the first time you do a live event, what if you put one on and no one shows up? <laughs> right. So, um, you ca- capped it at a hundred people cause I wanted to try to meet as many people as possible and mm. we crammed a lot of stuff into a day and there were some, you know, there was some very, um, high profile individuals there that probably helped, um, you know, attract some people from, and we had people even from Australia and Israel and, stuff like that, coming to, to see these people for a one-day event, which was um, pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I think a ripple effect of that is our phone call now, or actually you probably did your interview with him prior to this, but someone else who I work closely with, just want to give him a little kudos here, Michael Flight. Thank you for, uh, for reinfor- reinforcing this introduction between Buck and I. I know he, he was at Titans of Multifamily in Scottsdale.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was. Michael's a great guy.
0: All right, Buck, we're getting ready to close it out, but we've got three fun questions for the listeners to feel like they got to know you a little bit more today. So the first one is what is your favorite kind of pizza? Second one is what is your favorite annual conference to attend? And I guess I should say now your favorite besides your own, if that was possible. (laughs) And, um, and the third one, who has your favorite guest on your podcast been so far?
1: So let's see. The first one was pizza, right? Yes. Well, um, you know, I lived in Chicago for a while, so Chicago pizza. Generally speaking, um, I'd say generally deep dish, uh, deep dish Giordano's or Lou Malnati's. There you um, go. That that's the pizza. What was the other one? What's the other question?
0: Your favorite annual conference? Oh, to attend.
1: Well, it's funny. Um, I can't say that I have one anymore. Um, <laughs> part of part of what I've been, you know, trying to do is I'm try- I, I'm trying to stay out of echo chambers. In other words, I I think sometimes the challenge is we we end up listening to the same people over and over again, uh, and it shapes our thoughts, and uh, we don't get to hear everybody else's perspective. So actually, I would say that it is rare when I go to the same conference in any given
0: year now. Cool. And your favorite, the favorite guest that you ever had on your show? I know this might be a tough one, but first person that comes to mind, we'll leave it at that.
1: Well, I think probably the biggest one for me was a full circle was because a big inspiration for me in my career was Robert Kiyosaki. Very much uh, changed me from a physician to an entrepreneur. I mean, he is uh, an incredible influence in my life. And um, I've um, been lucky enough to meet him a few times and and thank him and, and tell him my story in person. And so it was probably, I want to say it was about a year ago, he was on the show. So that was like almost sort of, you know, uh, it was great to have Robert on and probably just because, you know, it's like the full circle, right? I mean, right. you start from somebody who's really created it all for you. And then the next thing you know, um, you get to talk to him on your own show. And so that was probably the biggest.
0: Nice. And I think Rich Dad, Poor Dad was the book by him that inspired you? Or did I hear you say somewhere else that it was actually, it was actually the cash cash flow. Flow. It was
1: Cashflow Quadrant? Right. Yeah. And um, it was probably better that it was cash flow quad. Remember, because when I was talking to Robert about this. um, You know, I don't know if Rich Dad Poor Dad would have been quite, resonated with me quite as much because of the way I am. But Cashflow Quadrant really hit me right smack where it counted in. And Robert said um, he wasn't surprised by that because it's basically he was, if you look at his own writing, it sort of goes up in levels. Every book is a little bit more sophisticated. And Rich Dad Poor Dad was really written for the masses. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And then Cashflow Quadrant was built, you know, was written for sort of the next level up. People were a little bit more sophisticated, maybe professionals, etc. And now his books are really written. um, A lot of them are are content really for people who are really getting into, you know, macroeconomics, etc. So it wasn't a big surprise uh, that that one was the one that resonated with me the most.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's so cool, and it's always good to hear another person that was inspired by his work because I think that alone builds community within the community.
1: Yeah, no question. I'm I'm still a huge, huge fan of advocate for Robert Kiyosaki. I think he's you know he's a re- he's the real deal. He's the almost sort of the anti celebrity, and I'm just getting <laughs> to know him a little bit. He's he's a gruff ex marine. You know, he's he may not be the kind of guy who just you know, smiles and, you know, and, and pretends he likes you for no reason or whatever. He's he's the real deal. And uh, he's, he's a smart guy. So.
0: Yeah. Buck, what's the best way listeners can follow up and get in touch with you? Well, obviously
1: there's the podcast, there's Wealth Formula podcast, which you can find in pretty much anywhere, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, the usual places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, there's obviously there's also the Website, which is wealthformula.com. Got a bunch of free resources there too, if anybody wants. We are giving away books and stuff. And uh, so if you want to check that out, again, it's wealthformula.com. You get, text, you get a copy of my book, Seven Secrets of Eternal Wealth, even by texting 44222 and uh, typing in Wealth Formula as one word. And you can get a free PDF copy of that book just to see where I. Even it's funny because even that book, I've evolved so much since then. <laughs>
0: Um, what, what was it again? I'm going to text it right now. 44222. 222.
1: And, and then when you, uh, in the
0: text sign you just put wealth formula as one word. Yeah. All right. I'm doing this live to, to validate for our listeners. Yeah. Hopefully it works. Tell me if it doesn't work. That probably, <laughs> so I don't stop telling. People. Hey, it's Buck. Reply yeah. with the text containing only your email address and I'll send you the book. Perfect. Go. There you go. I like that. Um, Buck, thanks again for joining us. Do you have any any closing remarks?
1: No, no, no. Thanks for having me. I Appreciate it. Those kind words, and you know, hopefully, your if your listeners are um, you got some value out of it, and um, happy to have your listeners listen to what we've got going. If they have any interest in finances, and if the message resonates with you at all, so absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Well, good talking to you, mm-hmm. guys. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think. Say and do take it to the next level.